So I'm sitting here with words coming in my head and I'm refusing them, <laughs> which never ever works. Because once I've refused the words that want to come, no more will come. Like if I'm too choosy about how life shows up, something stalls. And there's something in that which, which speaks to one of the themes that's going on in the meditations this week about meeting, being met, feeling met, and meeting our own experience right where it is, right where we are. So I think it would be true for all of us that we're quite choosy, quite picky about the experiences we want and the experiences we don't want. And it would also be true to say probably that we spend most of our life and most of our energy trying to orchestrate the experiences we want and the experiences we don't want. And is there room in all of that manipulating of life for life to simply show up? And I wonder in this moment if that's the fear that comes when everything stops or when we reached a goal and suddenly there's nothing more to aim for. We got what we wanted and now what? And the suggestion that's arising is something to do with the subtlety of life. That when we can let be, let it be, something quite magical is allowed to arise that is not of our making. And maybe the fear comes because we don't trust this process. We don't trust life to hold us, to show up for us. And yet often 
in my experience, life will offer us something so amazing we never even thought that we wanted it. We couldn't even conceive of it. Life's imagination is so much greater than ours. And I think this speaks to something that I'm feeling around the climate crisis and the quite amazing activism that's taking place in the children's movement, in the schools movement, and in <clears throat> the Extinction Rebellion. Something about that that is amazingly fierce. But is there also room for us to stop and let life show us the way to go. And that brings me to think of the, the very traditional way that meditation teachers talk about obstacles. Obstacles in the mind and in our habits and our being that prevent us from accessing the path. And those are usually in the form of delusions, greed, hatred, ignorance. And in a way, if we look at the world right now, we can see plenty of those delusions. So it seems that maybe the important thing we can do as meditators, maybe the most important thing, is to watch our own mind, watch our own behavior, and watch where greed, hatred, and delusion, greed, hatred, ignorance, that means ignorance of the way things truly are. Watch for the ways that these show up in our own minds, in our own hearts, in our own behaviors. Because when <laughs> the environmental movement is often accused of pointing fingers and when we point fingers we've got three pointing back at us. <laughs> the change starts with us in the way we show up and keep showing up. on and off the cushion, at the beach and away from the beach, taking our meditation into our way of life.
And so to circle back around to <laughs> something I, that showed up in the middle of the night when I woke up thinking about this meditation this morning, it was what are we meditating in service of? What is our life in service of? What are our actions in service of? And that brings us back to ethics, really. The values and principles that underpin not only our meditations, but our lives. So perhaps that's a question to live with. What do we meditate in service of? What do we act or not act in service of?